Social media is abuzz as we speak with reaction, of course, to the first session of former Member of Parliament Feiki Mentor's testimony at the Zonda Commission, which is currently underway in Parktown. Now, Mentor started her testimony by giving a brief history of her political career, uh, where she pointed out uh, that she has always broken rank with her colleagues in Parliament in order to hold the executive accountable and to uphold the Constitution. She later moved on to revealing that she was introduced to Rajesh Gupta by Duduzane Zuma, the son of former President Jacob Zuma, while on a trip to China via Dubai. So let's go back to the commission where Mentor is continuing her testimony. In Hong Kong, or when you are in mainland China, a fellow African and a fellow South African, uh, a, a, a black face, you know, I could figure out that um, she's South African. But only later, because I, I what 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 drew me what drew me to her was the many luggage pieces, the beautiful uh, branded luggage she was collecting. So I did not travel with her in the same flight from okay. Hong Kong to South Africa. Okay. Uh, d- does she feature in any manner beyond this in your statement? No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, at paragraph 58, you make certain conclusions regarding the, the Speaker of Parliament and the public protector. Regarding the, the, the investigations around the China trip. It is still... It, under the China trip, you say, shortly after my return from China. Yes. Shortly when I came back from China, a a, a journalist from Sunday Times called me. Shortly thereafter, there were these things in the media that I abused, so to speak, my authority by asking Transnet to pay for me. Subsequent to that, there was a complaint by Minister Barbara Hogan, who was not part, part of the state visit to the Speaker, and a DA member had also complained to the public protector. That um, resulted in the public protector and the Speaker of Parliament separately um, doing inquiry, uh, an inquiry into the circumstances around how I Transnet got to pay for me. And both of them separately asked me to forward documents, explain myself, and I did. So I forwarded the, all the documents I had to, um, to the public protector. And I think I forwarded the letter of invitation to Parliament as well, and the letters. At the end of the process, those inquiries, not the public protector, neither the Speaker of Parliament concluded that I was guilty of any offence. In fact, um, I've seen for the first time, I did not even know that I saw from the information that came from Parliament that some committees were supposed to be seized with the matter for for about a year, but um, 
not the public protector nor the speaker found anything untoward concluded that there was as far as I know that there was anything untoward Okay, Chair, um, if I may address two issues. Ms. Mentor makes reference to documents received from Parliament. These are part of the supplementary bundle. Uh, <clears throat> now, D2, I th- I, if I recall, you called it. If I may, may refer Ms. Mentor then to D2, which we call the supplementary bundle. And while Ms. Mentor tries to locate that file, or her place in the file, the Commission, through the Secretariat, directed an inquiry to Parliament requesting all and any documents relating to this trip, any inquiries conducted by Parliament, any proceedings subsequently held in regard to that inquiry, and any findings that Parliament made. And the documents that we received are what is in the supplementary bundle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Ms. Menjo, you, you referred to a complaint by the, the minister, and by the minister we mean the Minister of Public Enterprises. In bundle D2, please refer to... Uh, pay, minister of Public, minister of public at the time. Enterprises at the time. Yeah, Thanks. we tried to identify her. Was it her? I think it was her. I'll, I'll have the witness confirm. Okay. There, at the time of your trip to China, who was the Minister of Public Enterprises? It was uh, Minister Barbara Hogan. Uh, do you know until when she held that position? I beg yours. Do you know until what date she held that position? I think she was um, recalled or reshuffled around at the end of October 2010. Okay. Now, with that in mind, please turn to page 40 of D2, bundle D2. Do you, do you recognize that it's a letter addressed to the Speaker of the National Assembly? And if you turn over leaf, it's dated 2909-2010, which is the 29th of September, 2010 seemingly under the hand of Ms. Barbara Hogan, Minister of Public Enterprises. You see, you see that? Yes, I do. Have you ever seen this letter before? I only saw it um, on Friday. Now, do you understand what that letter is? As a whole, I understand it to... claim that I undertook a trip on a personal capacity. That's what Pri is pointing out to. Okay. Now, if you flip further to page 42. It's a document dated the 6th of October 2010. Do you recognize it? Yes, I do. Please tell the chairperson what it is. I beg yours. Please tell the chairperson what that document is. At page 42. This is a letter written to me to the Speaker of Parliament. Sorry, written? This is a by letter? By me. Okay. Written by me to the Speaker of Parliament. Yes. 
it was private and confidential at the time. I was um, responding to a letter. I was responding to the issues that were raised by Minister Barbara Hagen when she complained to the speaker about my trip that she termed personal capacity. Now, if you go further on to page 45, we are provided with a further letter. Can you identify for the record what that letter is? Yes, it is a um, letter written to me by the Speaker of Parliament, Mr. Meksisulu, informing me that um, he had forwarded Minister Barbara Hogan's complaint to be considered by a committee that was chaired by House Chair, Mr. Obed Bapila. And that is dated... What's the date of that letter? <coughs> it's dated the 14th of October, 2010. Thank you. Uh, uh, Mr. this whole issue about the complaint against the witness uh, is not really relevant for our purposes, is it? It doesn't go isn't, to... Isn't the position that maybe you are just getting the witness to, talk, to give evidence about it in anticipation of being cross-examined on it or something. Not but, really. But is it really relevant for our purposes? It's not relevant directly to our terms of reference. It is relevant based on the conclusion that the witness makes at 58. Uh, I assume that conclusion is relevant to the terms of reference. In, eventually, invariably, it, it will be chair because of the conclusions she draws at her paragraph 21 of her statement. Okay, all right. Thank, Thank you. you. And I would then like to refer you to the last document in that bundle, Ms. Mento. It appears at page 216 um, of the same bundle. The, the supplementary bundle D2. What page again? 216, Chair. This is a letter at 217. It shows that it's signed by MV Sisulu, MP Speaker of the National Assembly. It's the same letter, right? Correct. Have you seen the... Um, could you just briefly state to the chairperson what that, that letter indicates? This letter, um, which I only saw on Friday, is written by the speaker to Mr. Johnny Dilange, Mr. J.H., I, I assume is Johnny Dilange MP. It deals with um, Minister Barbara Hogan's complaint about my trip to China and in the letter, he refers the matter to the committee that um, 
Johnny Lange MP was chairing at the time. And, and what committee is that for the record? I had um, concluded that On, on the, at page 216, the addressee, does it not indicate? Um, oh, yes, oh, yes. Um, he, it was, he, he, it was forwarded to the Chairperson of Powers and Privileges Committee. Mr. Dilange at the time. Mr. Dilange. Chair, notwithstanding a direct request to Parliament that is the totality of documentation received, in regard to the inquiry or investigation pertaining to Ms. Mento's trip to China. The witness wants to say something. Thank you, Chairperson, for recognizing me. I would like to um, read the fourth paragraph of one, two, three, the third paragraph of that letter. Okay, by which, all means. Which I only caught sight of now. Yes. That um, because I was wondering why would the the, the, the speaker forward this matter to powers and privileges, and the reason why I I don't I didn't even know. The third paragraph says. Just, just a second. Let me assist the chairperson. It's the one at two one six chair of D two. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Mento. As you are. As you are no doubt aware, the cabinet reshuffle at the time oh, resulted in Mr. Papela taking up the executive post. Um, I, I understand this to mean that the speaker had placed this matter on Mr. Papela's committee, and then because he was promoted to a deputy chair position, Deputy Minister, I think. Deputy Minister position. And because as a result, he and his committee did not consider the matter, he forwarded it to uh, another committee, which is powers and privileges. Understood. And uh, maybe for completeness, there is an instruction at page 217 of that letter to Mr. Dilange. I therefore refer the matter to the committee in terms of Rule 194 and kindly request to be kept informed of the committee's findings and recommendations. Now, were you ever informed of any findings formally? I had received a hand-delivered letter from the speaker. I think it was a handwritten letter that concluded by saying um, I now consider the matter closed. In that letter he outlined everything and uh, recognizing the letter, the whole process, closing the matter without saying I was, the processes found me guilty. Thank you. Um, 
and, and uh, as, as I confirmed, Chair, the documents provided to us did not include a finding contemplated in the last paragraph of that letter by the Speaker of Parliament. Uh, we now at paragraph 59 of, starting at paragraph 59 of your statement, Ms. Mentum, and you deal with that up to at quite some length. up to paragraph 102 at page 29, under the heading, the offer made of the position of Minister of Public Enterprises. Starting with what you have reflected in your paragraph 59, could you tell the chairperson about this offer of position of Minister of Public Enterprises when it was made and how it came about. Chairperson, I had been trying to meet with President Zuma to discuss the matter of the Pebble Bed Modular Reactor, which is abbreviated as PBMR, a nuclear research project of government that's situated at Pelendaba in Pretoria, outside Pretoria. I must say that um, before making several attempts to meet President Zuma, I had also made successful attempts to discuss the same matter with the caretaker president who was Mr. Khalima Mutlante, and I had discussed the matter also with um, a Minister of Energy at the time. The, this, was this was necessitated by several confusing pronouncements in the public space on the intention to close the pebble bed modular reactor. As a chair of public enterprises, I had, um, even before this matter, when we were dealing with the electricity shortage issues, I would convene joint meetings between the, my Committee of Public Enterprises and the Committee of, of, of Energy, sometimes the, the Committee of Transport, because Transnet fell under um, the, the, the Portfolio Committee on Transport. My first part of call on understanding the pronouncements was with the chair of the Portfolio Committee on Energy, who was a certain Dr. Ngaba, who is a qualified um, nuclear scientist. Um, we did not, uh, he strongly felt that the PBMR should be closed, and I, I, had, I held a different view, because we had already spent, as government, 8 billion rent on the project, and we were spending. We had trained... Um, a lot of um, human capital 
on the matter and the project was strategic and was yielding very good results like it was at that stage already producing isotopes which are important in the field of nuclear medicine and we were exporting those isotopes so for me the the, the, the announcements were reckless and were not taking into account the various factors. I was also concerned about the intellectual property rights of the project because that project was located under ESCOM and ESCOM had a partnership with a a company, an American energy company called Westinghouse. So for me, there was a rush um, in pronouncements to close the project. And in trying to understand, I, I scurried around, I put this matter before the committee. I scurried around. I, I even took the, the, the committee to, 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 to Pelendaba. Um, um, sorry, Ms. Mentor. Ms. Silo, okay. do we really need all those details? Or is it sufficient if we know that uh, in her position as chair of the portfolio committee that she was chairing, she had issues that she wanted to raise with the president in regard to uh, the project that she has mentioned. Do, do we need the details? I, I, I would agree, Chair, we do not. I was loath to interrupt the witness when the witness is trying to share with the chair what they consider important, but I, I agree with the chair that for purposes and particularly the heading under which these matters are conversed, that detail is not necessary. Yeah, maybe you, 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 you may be trying to strike a balance between letting her uh, testify and not you testifying from the bar Indeed. and, 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 um, and leading her, but uh, maybe you should uh, lead her uh, more in terms of directing her to what exactly you are looking for. I'm happy to, Chair. Thank you. Ms. Mentor, you've understood the, the Chair's point, um, and I think you, do, you have made the point that, uh, that you, you had tried to see the previous president and what it was about. Uh, recall, you will recall that now we, are, we want to get to the offer ostensibly made to you of a cabinet position. So if, if then we, we could get closer to the date on which this offer is made, I think it would be. Maybe, le maybe let's do it this way, Ms. Mentor. You, you were chair of what portfolio committee at the time? Public Enterprises, Chairperson. In that capacity, did you have any issues you wanted to raise with the, with the former president? Yes, uh, Chairperson. It was particularly the issue of the, pe uh, the pe pebble bed medullary actor and the intention of government or the state to to shut it down and I wanted to secure amongst others that the um, intellectual property rights 
pertaining to that project are retained by South Africa? Yes, did you ever get uh, to meet the president? Not until the day I had telephone contact one particular Sunday. Okay. Yes. So you did ultimately meet the president. But you want but to tell us But we did not even discuss the issue. Yes, but you, you want to tell us how it came about that you did meet him, and then you can tell, tell us about uh, what transpired when you met him. Okay? Tell us about how it came about that you met him, and then you can tell us whether that meeting was what you were expecting when you wanted a meeting with him and what transpired. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. On the Sunday evening, I receive a call from Ms. Lakela Kaunda informing me that the meeting that I had been seeking to hold with the President is going to happen the next day, on a Monday. Are you able to tell us this Sunday what date, if you are able, and you can look at your statement if that will remind you? I am not sure of the exact date, uh, Chair, except that I know that it was post the China trip. Uh, the month and the year? I, it was post the China trip. It was before the, the China trip was at, towards the end of August, and it was before the reshuffling of Minister Barbara Hogan, and that happened at the end of October. So this was somewhere between mid-September and October. I would say mid-September and October because when I finally met the president in Sex and World, amongst other things, I recall saying to the president, I apologize, president, for refusing to see you in China two weeks ago. Okay, so, so this was sometime between September or from September to sometime in October? Yes, Chair. Okay, thank you. You may proceed. Uh, on that note, may I inquire whether you have any written record of the actual travel that, that Monday morning, that Monday? Would you still have it with you or not? I do appreciate over. It's been a passage of eight years. I, want, I wanted to say that, Chair. That, and that um, it's not a natural thing to keep boarding passes and, and, and stuff. Yes. Uh, I don't even have a diary of, um, of eight years ago. Okay. Uh, well, if there are those records in the bundle, you can direct her attention to them if there's anything that would help her remember. We do have certain records in the bundle, Chair, uh, in these bundles, but may I refer to them at a later moment, but we definitely will be dealing with those records. I just wanted to confirm with the witness that she doesn't have her own personal records mm -hmm. of this trip to assist the chairperson in, in, in stating the actual date. It's just that it's helpful for everybody to follow the story if one can have some date. It doesn't have to be the exact date. Maybe, maybe in due course you, 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 you can deal with that, but what she has said is it would have been some time from September to October, somewhere there. 
Okay, all right. Maybe later on you will... Uh, I, I will deal yeah. with the records okay. of it that we've right. managed to, to okay. locate, Jay, with your okay. permission. Okay, thank, thank you. you. <coughs> she may proceed. If I may uh, go back to the issue of the dates, um, if you allow me, Chairperson. The state visit was around end of um, August. And if I say to the President, forgive me for refusing to see you two weeks ago in China, that places us in the mid almost in the middle of September. Not exactly in the middle. Two weeks can mean 10 days, it can mean 14 days. And um, so that, that, and also there is an intervening time that I'm talking about between that trip and the recall of Barbara Hogan. And for the record, when you say August, mid September, October, all this is the same year, 2010. Yes. Thank you. You, you then had just testified that you had communicated with Ms. Kaunda on the Sunday. Uh, can you tell the chairperson how that communication came about? Who initiated that communication? It was a telephone call from Ms. Kaunda. Yes. I highly appreciated, I had two feelings. I was excited that um, all my efforts of wanting to see the president was now producing a meeting. But I was concerned that the meeting is the following morning. And the following morning, I was in Cape Town. The meeting was going to be, in my understanding, around Pretoria or the Union Building or in the Gauteng province. Can I just interject? I don't think that uh, you have informed the chairperson yet as to the content of your conversation with Ms. Kaunda. Are you able to recount what was said? Ms. Kaunda said to me the meeting that I've been seeking with the president will take the place the next day, the next morning. And um, in that conversation, uh, there was somebody that was going to, to call me, a, a gentleman pertaining to the meeting, I do not recall, I know that um, in that conversation, I got, I got a name of Atul. I do not recall if, I also got a number for Atul. I do not recall if I asked her for the number, or she gave, but she gave, I got Atul's number from her. As the person that would be dealing with the logistics for my for my trip. I pointed out to her that um, if I was to travel the next morning, there is an I, I was on crutches, and it, I would need a passenger assistance unit, and if there. Oh, According to my knowledge then, you need to apply for a passenger assistance unit two days ahead of time. And I offered that because I have tickets from Parliament, I could arrange the ticket myself and see if I get the PA unit myself. 
I got, um, I also inquired from her, once I land, how do I proceed from the airport? And I learned from her that um, the person whose num- name and number I got from her would um, be addressing that concern of myself. And she told me that um, Atul was going to phone me in the next few minutes. In the next few minutes, we did, we did speak on the phone, myself and Atul. And I also, I had asked how would I move, uh, travel from the airport, and I was assured that um, arrangements would be made. So also with Atul, it was confirmed that there would be two people waiting for me at the airport. And who made the confirmation about the two people waiting for you at the airport? Is that Mr. Atul Gupta or is that... Miss Kaunda. Miss Kaunda, I, I recall, and I'm relying on my memory now, I recall that he said I need not worry as Atul would address those issues. Okay. And Atul assured me that I need not worry, because I asked, do I rent a car? I am on crutches. Atul assured me that I need not worry. I, they would be people picking me up. Okay. So I took that flight. It was a South African Airways flight, in my memory. And now it's which day? It's a Monday morning. Thank you. It is a six o'clock flight. Okay. Because um, according to Miss Lakela, my meeting was going to be in the morning. Like it was not going to be in the afternoon. I could I did not have the ledge of traveling. I had to take the six, of, 6 o'clock flight. Um, I have been trying to search my memory if I did uh, uh, get a, a, a passenger assistant unit uh, for myself for that flight and I don't remember being wheeled on a wheelchair to meet the two gentlemen that were waiting for me at ORT. When I arrived, there were two gentlemen waiting for me. Okay. Um, we, now, when you say when you have arrived, you have now landed at Oartambo Airport. Yes, uh, You recall earlier in your testimony, the chair wanted reference to your travel itinerary for that period to determine the date on which you flew to Johannesburg. Chair, if I may refer you to D2, bundle D2, that is what we call the supplementary bundle, Ms. Mento, in particular to page 226. That document uh, goes from 226 to 227, Chair. And to place it it in its proper context, um, Ms. Mento signed a consent form that SAA should release all her travel details between the months of July and November 2010. 
and the document that appears at 226 to 227 is the document furnished by SAA in response to the request. On a proper analysis, it would appear that this is not the list of travel. It actually is a duplication. The dates run from 01 July 2010 to 26 November 2010. And those dates appear in the left column under the heading flight date. Now, if the chairperson were to have regard to about midway, that document, the chairperson will realize the date of 26 November 2010 at page 226. Immediately after that date is the date of 1st July 2010. And I realize that it's actually a repetition of what is above. Uh, I'm not sure if I follow. Are we at 226 and 227? Uh, 226 and 227 is one document, Chair. Yeah. I am at 226. Right. The first entry at the very top is 1st July 2010. Yeah. The dates will go uh, consecutively until the date of 26 November 2010, which is about midway of your document, Chair. Yes, I can see that. Now, if, if the Chair would just draw a line under that date, yeah. because that is followed by another of 1st July 2010. Yeah. And if you compare the dates appearing there under with the ones above, Mm -hmm. This appears to be a duplication of what is at the top, the oh. first half of 226. Okay. So I would recommend, Chair, that uh, we draw a line under the 26th of November 2010. Okay. The second issue I should raise, Chair, is um, the, the, these are flights Miss Mental supposedly took on South African Airways between the days of 1st July to the 26th of November. Mm -hmm. There are a number of issues that appear uh, from these documents. And in particular, if the chair has um, regard to the date of the 17th of July 2010, Ms. Mento is meant to have left Cape Town for Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. But there is no return to Cape Town. And, and that again happens on the 28th of August and the 2nd. So the or, sense or that... Or she might have used another airline to return. I, I was getting to that yeah. point. Yeah. Ms. Mento insists that to her recollection it was an SAA flight. Mm -hmm. Hence the request was limited to SAA. Mm -hmm. When one has regard to the dates listed there, the 2nd of September to the 31st of October, none of them follow on a Monday. Um, and none of them can be read to be a Monday flight arriving in Johannesburg in the morning and back in Cape Town in the evening. Mm. Um, much as Ms. Mentor is confident that it is SAA, mm -hmm. she has indicated that she might have made an error. So what the Commission has done is to request all details from all airlines that service the Cape Town-Johannesburg route. Mm -hmm. That is the first. The second is um, we would require SAA to, or somebody from SAA to testify about this record. Mm -hmm. There are certain discrepancies. Mm -hmm. So in response to the question you posed, Chair, mm -hmm. this is the best we have by way of record. Mm -hmm. I would like to place on record that on our analysis it would appear incomplete. Mm -hmm. And until SAA has testified before you under oath as to its completeness and correctness, that 
this document is not conclusive of any fact and in fact does not answer the question posed by the chair as to the exact date on which Ms. Mentor traveled. So I would request that that issue remains open or be kept open until we have received the records of the other airlines and all other relevant documentation we may raise. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, with, with, with that qualification, Chair? Yeah. Thank you. The, so now I had indicated I wanted to deal with the record of your travel in response to the question posed by the Chair. Uh, from what you have testified to thus far, you now have landed in Owart, at Owartambo. And can you take the conversation from there? There are indeed two men holding a placard with my name, surname, name on. And I, I approach them. I'm having only my handbag and my crutches. The other one takes my handbag and the conversation goes like, um, how you mismantle uh, the normal stuff that when human beings meet, do. The people were wearing, the two men were Indian looking, were wearing dark suits, were wearing sunglasses, dark sunglasses, and we're having two-way communicators. They appeared to me that they could be attaches, truly, to an office of a president. We, they lead me over an escalator and they pay for the ticket and we get into a um, dark, black actually, vehicle, which is twin cab. Before I even get into the vehicle, um, I would say that um, I may have recognized Rajesh. I don't recall if I recognized the other person from anywhere. Uh, you, you refer in that paragraph to pictures or pictures of a building and you have marked those MPM1. Now if you turn to page 37 bracket A, there are two pictures, 37B as well, and that's what you call your MPM1. Uh, is that the building you were taken to? Can I just find... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Mentor, you have to oh, yeah. articulate your answer. If you're not, the record won't record that. That's quite correct. Thank you, thank you, thank you Chair. Then, Ms. Mentor, I, I repose my question. Is that the building you were taken to that you referred to at your paragraph 68, where you say, I noticed that Sahara was written on the outside of the building? Yes, ma'am. Now, can you tell the chairperson when these pictures were taken and where they come from? I beg yours. The pictures MPM1. 
Where do they come from and do you know when they were taken? Did you take them on the day? No, I didn't take pictures. Okay. Uh, and you have annexed them to your statement. Where do you get them from? I think they're from the media. Okay. I just, I just wanted that clarification. So then you, you say you were taken to this building appearing at MPM1. Yes, I, I'm sorry, Miss Mentor. MPM1 and M, yeah, MPM1. So these are not photographs that were taken by you. Yes, sir, I did not take them. And they are not photographs taken by anybody at your request. Yes, sir, I did. Yes. Uh, are you able to say that uh, they represent a building that you saw on the day in question, or are you not able to say that? Chair, from where the building was packed, this Sahara on MPM1 is in line with um, the Sahara I saw on the building. The parking lot is also similar. So this, I think this is the place I was taken to. Thank you, Chair.